what's going on? Nick Kirby here. Welcome to Chatterbox Reds, proudly sponsored by DSC Commodities. I hope that you had a great New Year's and 2024 is treating you well so far. Today, we continue our interviews from Reds Fest as Chatterbox Sports partnered with our good friend Justin Kinner and 1410 Wing AM. That's ESPN Radio in Dayton. This is interview number four of six as we talk with Cincinnati Reds starting pitcher Hunter Green. Thanks again to all our friends at 1410 AM for giving us this opportunity to provide you with some great content this offseason. Next Tuesday, we'll have our interview with Phil Castellini, and then we'll wrap up this series with David Bell on January 16th. All right, before we get to the interview with Hunter Green, I want to tell you about our proud sponsor, Deep South Commodities. DSC is a leader in renewable commodities for biofuel production, specializing in used cooking oil collection aggregation, and sales. Visit www.deepsouthcommodities.com for more information. Thanks, as always, to our friends at DSC. All right, here's our interview with Hunter Green. All right, everybody, we welcome you back. Justin Kinner, Nick Kirby, live here at Reds Fest, Duke Energy Convention Center. Uh, they always say time flies when you're having fun. This uh, program started at 11, and we're already down to our final portion of the show. So, uh, yeah, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. But uh, Yeah, this is absolutely flown by. I cannot believe it's already, uh, already to our last guest of the day, but uh, save the best for last. Yeah, I appreciate Mr. it. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, Mr. Hunter Green yes, hanging sir. out with yes, us. Sir. We appreciate your time. We appreciate so, your Appreciate your time. Again, you're uh, you know, very, very popular. Everyone's been following you all over the place, and uh, so we appreciate that you're able to sit down with us and give us a little time. Yeah, of course. Uh, we were talking, your first Reds Fest was back in 2017, and my eyes got big. I'm like, oh, yeah, you have been around a minute. Like, I feel like I feel like you just got here, but it's adding it to 2024. It's not your first time, obviously, at Reds Fest. Just talk about the vibe of this year's Reds Fest compared to years past and just you yeah, as you I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, every year is, you know, unbelievable. This I tell guys that are signed with our team or new players that get traded over this is by far the best fan fest that anybody will ever experience uh from team to team and, and in the big league so uh you know th- for our new players that have come over and uh we don't have any new draft picks but just some of our new guys and 40-man guys that are here uh they're blown away you know and, and obviously we appreciate that as players you know having support from the fan base from the city it means a lot so um, i think it gives us that extra motivation going into the season uh knowing that you guys are behind us and that you support us and you know, I know there's there's ups and downs that come with the season, but uh, to see you guys continue to support us and be passionate about the game and specifically the Reds means a lot. But it's cool to, I mean, I, I love being here. My favorite thing, man, from, you know, just sitting down and, like, hitting all the different booths is being able to see, you know, the kids grow up too. Like, you know, people show me pictures from, like you said, from 2017 or from three or four years ago, and now their kids, like, they have beards or they you know what I mean so like everybody's growing and it's cool to to see that you know I've obviously I've been going here since 2017 and so have their kids you know so I, I love to be able to see the growth and be able to like connect on that level is always fun uh, let's go back a little bit so opening day you were the opening day starter for the Reds what was that like was that an honor for you to to be opening day starter in a town that really embraces opening day like like no other town does yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, I was just talking to somebody about it the other day. I, I didn't know that the Reds were the first team to play for opening day. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't know that. So I, I'd love to get back to that. That would be awesome. But, yeah, pitching opening day was super special. And, you know, to, you know, kind of understand the, the, the rich culture and the baseball history here in the city of Cincinnati, 
uh, means a lot, you know. And we have so much talent. We have tremendous talent, you know, specifically with our starters. So to be able to, to have that honor meant a lot to me. Opening day last year, uh, I mean, just a completely different Reds team on opening day compared to the Reds roster and team, you know, in the final, you know, game 162. I mean, just you thinking back to opening day. I mean, can you just how wild it is, how different the se- just how different of a season it ended up being compared to what many people had anticipated, even on that opening day. Yeah, I mean, I, I already loved the team that we had going into opening day, but you know, stuff happens throughout the season. You know, you have injuries, you have trades, you have you know all these different you know uh, types of movement throughout the season and with the team. So, uh, as you guys you know could see from the season, there were some new players that were coming in, and it was still so exciting and. You know, I felt even an extra push of, of uh, excitement and talent, you know, coming in towards the middle to the end of the season. So knowing that the, a lot of those guys are returning are going to be with us for spring training and opening day uh, just brings that much more excitement to the 2024 season. Down the stretch uh, last year in September, yeah, you had, a, of course, that huge start against the Minnesota Twins, a, a really dominant start. Do you feel like those starts that kind of had almost a playoff-type feel really helps give you a leg up going into next season? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would love to have more of those 14-strikeout type <laughs> games. I mean, that, that would be awesome. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, that, that atmosphere was, was great, and especially our City Connect nights, you know, Friday nights, and being able to look out into the stadium and see, like, a sea of black jerseys and shirts is always really cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, being able to play in those environments, that's what we play for. You know, we want to be in those, you know, high-pressure situations and, be in those moments because that's what we work for in the off season. That's what we work for in spring training. We don't work to just play, you know, easier games or games where we don't feel that type of excitement or, or pressure, you know. So um, anytime that we have that uh, turnout from fans and we have that type of atmosphere, uh, like you said, it, it gives us like a little bit of that leg up and it motivates us that much more to go out and, you know, be the best that we can be when we cross those lines. You're obviously super competitive. You expect to win when you go out there. But was there a certain stretch of when you guys started taking off last year that caught you by surprise a little bit, like maybe being a year ahead of schedule or just the fact that you have all these rookies coming in? You're like, man, we're, we're winning even with all these rookies. I mean, was there a point where you were even surprised at the way the team was playing at such a high level last year? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't use the word surprised, but um, I knew that. You know, and it's one of the amongst a lot of reasons as why I wanted to sign the contract and be here. But I knew that we had so much talent coming into this organization and into this city and this team. Uh, so knowing that, I was like, man, of course I'd want to stay and be a part of that. So uh, I wouldn't say surprised, but uh, you know, we we expect that we expect the best out of ourselves. We have expectations, you know, amongst ourselves, and we want to perform at the highest level. So. Seeing that we were able to do that and produce that type of talent and that uh, excitement on the field, I, w- I wasn't surprised. I was like, man, I knew we were going to be able to do that. I didn't know when, right? I didn't know it was going to be that soon, that early. But uh, it's, it's just a great sign that, one, we have the talent, but we have the work ethic to go with it. So when you put those two together, greatness is bound to happen. From the pitching side, when you came up, you were the top prospect. You were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. But then this year, it was on the offensive side, it was Ellie Mania. What was Ellie Mania like for you, seeing him come up and having that instant success that he had? Yeah, really, spe- obviously, in a, an amazing talent. Um, what's even better about him, he's such a great person. He's such a great teammate. Um, you know, he's, he's always willing to learn. He's always asking questions. He's, I can see his wheels, you know, you know turning and 
You know, he's always thinking when he's out there, always trying to have that extra edge, even though I feel like he doesn't necessarily need an edge with all the skills that he has. But he's always looking for, you know, that, that little extra, you know, to get him to either seal a base or, you know, to be able to be on time for a certain pitch or make a play. So uh, when you see that from somebody that already has all the talent in the world, uh, you know that there is tremendous upside. But uh, it's, it's just super exciting to have him on the team. Uh, for him to be a part of this this organization and i'm sure it's exciting for you guys to be able to go to the field every day knowing that you're going to see something special come from ellie and come from the rest of the team so i love just being on the uh, on the bench and just watching him do his thing so players outside of cincinnati i know you did a a podcast this summer with with mookie betts uh talk a little bit about that that experience with mookie and is there any other players across baseball uh that you've kind of connected with yeah, I mean, obviously Mookie's a great player, uh, another really awesome guy. Uh, but, yeah, you know, when he reached out to me, I was like, yeah, I would love to hop on and just talk about stuff other than baseball. Yeah, there were baseball questions. There was baseball-specific, um, you know, but a lot of it was, you know, stuff off the field. And I think that's what's always fun about doing podcasts or interviews is talking about stuff that a lot of people don't see. You know, our interests, what we love to do away from the baseball field. And uh, Mookie did a great job with that. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other players that, you know, are doing podcasts or want to get into it. So uh, it's, it's, it's fun to do. And especially when it doesn't feel like an interview, it just feels like a simple conversation. Those are the best. So he does a really good job at that. We get, uh, we get fans that call in all the time if we're criticizing baseball. So they'll say, baseball doesn't do a good job of marketing their stars. And I feel like that's regurgitated a lot. And I'm just curious from a player's perspective. What, what do you think that when, when, when listeners or when fans say that baseball doesn't market their stars enough, how do you perceive that? What is what is your takeaway on that as a player? Do you think baseball markets their players well? Yeah, I mean, there, we, we have a lot of work to do. But I think the biggest thing is being able to create, you know, that relatable feel with fans and with players. You know, I, I think NBA, for example, does an amazing job with that. And they allow for players to be able to truly tell their stories. You know, when I think of other teams, I don't really follow teams. And I'm not talking baseball. I'm talking basketball, other sports. I follow the player, right? And everybody's different. I understand loving a team. But, like, for me personally, I love following individual people and players. And it's usually because I can relate to them in some sort of capacity, right? So, for me, that's that's what I love. I think MLB uh, is doing a better job at that. But I believe that that's going to be number one is trying to have more player uh, fan access, uh, which I think is always fun. You know, I love going to the field and, you know, seeing everybody come out and try and interact with people as much as I can during batting practice or, you know, before I play catch or a bullpen or something like that. So I think uh, baseball is, is, like I said, doing a better job. But uh, there's little parts of of the uh, the business side that they can get better at, for example, with, 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 with that real quick because uh, we just got the, the wrap it up so we'll ask one one or two more questions real quick but opening day started last year you're viewed as the ace of the staff and there was a lot of question marks about the staff you know obviously the Lodolo coming you know another year with you too but then stars started to be developed as the season went on how much pressure did that take off for you of knowing that okay there's there's depth now in this rotation obviously there's still room to add more of course and, and pitching's been added already this offseason but did you feel like some of that pressure was taken off you a bit as the depth of the, of the rotation started to increase as the season went yeah on? I, you know i never thought of it that way as like oh my gosh i have all this weight lift because at the end of the day it's it's a team sport you know i can't do this alone you know and and there's so much talent and so many great players that we have on our team specifically our starting pitchers so uh yeah i mean it's great to be able to to get that support 
and uh, be able to have an opportunity to to come together as a unit, come together as a team, and be able to produce. But you know, I don't know if you guys have been able to see it, but we have such great chemistry as a team as a whole. But specifically, our starters, you know, we're constantly, you know, talking on the bench, or you know, we're we're locked in on each other's bullpens. When we throw bullpens throughout the week, we like to go and support each other, and you know, watch, you know, stand in on the bullpens and and be able to watch. So, uh, our our chemistry and and what you guys see goes well beyond the baseball field. Right, we have time for one more, Nick. Yeah. So yeah, we could definitely see that. You could feel that chemistry from afar. Uh, you just added two new players, two new pitchers this week. Uh, what's your thoughts on Martinez and Pagan uh, coming in? And you got to meet them today so far? Yeah, so I actually got to meet them yesterday, and they were awesome, man. I mean, uh, you know, very short conversation. Obviously, I haven't known them long. But uh, from my interaction with them yesterday, uh, seemed like really solid dudes. And, uh, you know, I know they're trying to get kind of like, uh, you know, used to, used to the area. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of checking out neighborhoods and stuff, seeing where they want to stay during the season, which is all great. Uh, but yeah, obviously, really fun to watch. I was talking to Martinez about his changeup and uh, wanting to, you know, learn more from him on specifically that pitch. I'm sure maybe some other things that uh, decide to come up during the season. But uh, you know, I'm always looking to get better and and you know, ask questions. And you don't take everything, right? Certain things work for you. Some some things don't. But if you can take little pieces and learn from them as much as you can, it's always very beneficial. So all of those guys uh, are going to be great. But I'm looking forward to seeing who else we bring as well. We're looking forward to the upcoming season, no doubt. Hunter Green, you're in high demand. I know uh, they're about to pull you to your next stop. So thank you, man, so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. You're the best. Thank Appreciate you, man. it, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Chatterbox Reds. We can't tell you enough how much we appreciate your support. If you had not yet subscribed to Chatterbox Reds on your favorite podcast platform, what are you waiting for? Do it right now. During spring training and the regular season, we are the only Reds podcast to have new episodes after every single game. And we will have plenty of off-season coverage between now and then, so be sure to stay tuned. Also, make sure that you subscribe to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube so that you can join us for live episodes of Chatterbox Reds. Hit the bell and turn on notifications so you can get alerts on your phone whenever we go live. Before I let you go, I want to tell you about all of the other great content at Chatterbox Sports. First off, there's our flagship show, Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman, from 10 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday on YouTube, of course, on Chatterbox Sports. Off the Bench is also available everywhere you get podcasts. Great podcast listen uh, for your drive home, as it's usually posted uh, by 1 or 2 in the afternoon every day. Then there's Chatterbox Bengals. They go live after every single Bengals game. Similar fashion to what we do at Chatterbox Reds. Those guys are doing a great job covering the Bengals this season. Speaking of the Bengals, there is Chatterbox Clicker with Coach Kyle Kasky, former Bengals coach. That is every Tuesday night. Coach Kasky breaks down film from the latest Bengals game in a very innovative show on Chatterbox Sports that you do not want to miss. And if that's not enough to fill your NFL fix, there's Mac and JT. That is Wednesday nights on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Uh, That is all things NFL. They go through each and every game. And then our newest show, Chatterbox Bearcats. That is with host Charlie Walter, formerly of Reds Live. Covers all things UC sports. They are going live on YouTube after every single UC basketball game. 
So that's, on, of course, on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Chatterbox Bearcats is also available everywhere you get podcasts. Links to all those shows are in the episode notes today, so be sure to check them out. Give those guys the support that they deserve. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope that you have a fantastic day, and as always, go Reds.